This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Ladies, your workouts are about to get an upgrade. The new Inspire leggings by Kalia are exactly what you want when it comes to activewear. It's their most versatile collection yet. They look good, feel good, and stay put. Using Lycra Adaptive Fiber, it compresses and molds to the body like a second skin. And it's unbelievably stretchy, so you can move however you want. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. Welcome to the American Horror Story podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for FX's American Horror Story freak show. We're talking about season four, episode 10 tonight, the pre-hiatus two week off. They're taking two weeks off for uh, Kwanzaa, I think. Yeah, I think that's what's happening next week. And it's called Orphans. And we're going to be little orphans. We're going to be American Horror Story orphans for the next two weeks. The The perfect Christmas tale. Yeah, How are they, we going to be orphans in the next couple of weeks? Because we're going to have no uh, uh, American Horror Story. No, uh, no our, American our daddy, Horror Story to nurse us? Our daddy, uh, Ryan Murphy, is abandoning us. He's not going to read us the Velveteen Rabbit one more fucking time. No. So we're going to flip our bedrooms over and throw a bunch of stuff on the floor. And uh, that's how we'll cope. <laughs> and he'll walk, storm out and say, clean it up. <laughs> I'm your host, Aaron, by the way. Joining me is, of course, the lovely... Cecily. And uh, what did you think of this episode? I thought it was very nice, if not way out of place. I don't understand why they, at this point in the game, devoted an entire episode to Pepper. But I guess she earned it. What did you think? So I think that this, this show was an hour and 20 minutes long. And it's hard for me to believe that they couldn't get... Uh, about 10 minutes of fat out of the episode because it felt like in the really middle, it kind of lost its way. I am so over Jimmy. I don't care if he got his hands cut out. I don't care if him and Maggie get together. I don't care if they die. Yeah. Uh, every second don't just take the hands, take the whole body. We're done with it. <laughs> every time they're on screen, the show grinds to a halt and I, and I, I don't like it. I actually really was entertained by the stuff they did with pepper. I felt like that this show when they were doing that, felt alive for the first time in a few weeks like yeah. you know they clearly were having fun with the wedding footage and yeah, some of the, the flashback stuff and then out of nowhere just when i thought this episode is going to be you know kind of like half forgettable like they've been these last few weeks it got really dark and the way they got there i'm not too sure about with pepper's <laughs> story and i felt like murphy decided hey I'm going to bridge the gap between these seasons come hell or high water. And we got over some rough, broken ground. But that was really dark. I don't know anything about... Hey, listen, you just want to talk about the episode? I don't know. I'm still giving my a general opinion. Okay. That was it. Uh, I mean, the whole episode's about Pepper, so I figure the whole thing is just going to be a general opinion. Touche. Well, all right, then. Let's get right into the episode. The first scene is the death of a monster. Elsa May is narrating Pepper's grief at finding out her mate, which really surprised me to find that out, uh, died in the middle of the night. That really surprised you? I thought they were brother and sister. And a lot of people <laughs> on our Facebook thread were under similar beliefs. Yeah, I guess. By a lot, I think at least two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the possibility of that is to have that same genetic defect. 
Well, I mean, if it's all genetics and then they I were mean, twins. I don't know. I, I kind of felt like that they were twins. I didn't get the whole husband and wife routine. No, I didn't either. But it made... there was like no sexuality there. So No, no. But I do think that uh, once it was established that they were made it up, it didn't bother me. <laughs> and I just like accepted it as it, it was a deal. So Yeah, it's true. It'd be like if uh, you and I didn't have sex, we'd just be a couple of dumbasses running around <laughs> having a good old time. Perish, perish that thought. Can you? So I, I thought the first two times I watched this that they were strongly implying that Salty was perhaps killed somehow with some poison that was on his foot, or maybe it was a pinprick <laughs> that there was hand. They're trying. I was like. Why did it do a close-up insert of them removing a sock and someone hastily wiping something off the bottom of his foot? I didn't get that at all. And you're just saying they're washing the corpse, repairing it. Yeah, I think, I don't know why they were doing that, but I have heard of that being done, some sort of ritual where you, uh, the Indian people do that? Yeah, and they're talking about perfumed. Uh, later on, she's talking about no, she'll you know insist on perfumed yeah. shrouds, and oh, and it yeah. felt very biblical, you know, like that's like they took Jesus down off the cross and they washed his body, exactly, anointed it with myrrhs and olives, and so you're stuff. familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just my my mind didn't click there. My mind clicked to oh, Russell Edgington struck again. You know what? I did a lot of uh, research and. I'm making quote marks with my hands. Uh-huh. I did a lot of research when the season started and sort of in the beginning episodes. About Lobster Boy quotes was a nice touch. <laughs> about all these characters and, you know, what's wrong with them and who they are as real people and blah, blah, blah. And uh, so I think I was already aware that um, the defect that Pepper and Salty have it's gave like them micro, a shortened mi- lifespan. Microcephaly, right? Microcephaly. <laughs> Cephaliac? Cephaliac? Basically, it means like small head in Greek. Basically. <laughs> it means literally pinhead. Translated. Literally, yeah. So they don't live very long? Yeah, I was prepared for a shortened lifespan, yeah. Mm. It's just, it's a hell of a thing that they just randomly died of natural causes in the middle of this murder spree. How long has it been since Elsa picked up Pepper in the middle of her murder spree? So she was 18 when she's picked up. And they talk about her being like a woman full grown. And, and she was the, the other first. key. The other key to the timeline is we know that Elsa was like in her 30s in the 30s. <laughs> and she talks about how she she saw the war coming. And during the war, when all the healthy men and women went off to war, there's nothing, nobody but freaks, I guess, to run the circuses. Um, she's not aware of the whole if you're a carny, you're automatically 4F policy in the draft. But, uh, she she decided that we needed the freak circus to to run during the war. So she was her first recruit. I'm guessing that she was recruited sometime in the late 30s, early 40s. Okay. So so when did wait when did she get her legs cut off? In 32 or 33, I think. So I'm thinking this is going down. So this like, is post getting your legs cut off. Yes, yes. Huh. This is going down between like 39 and 41, and then our present day, quote unquote, present day, say, takes place in 52. And then when we jump forward at the end to Asylum, it was 62. Yeah. And I've got so many questions about the end. Okay. But uh, we see Russell Edgington comes in here and says, hey, let me take care of the body. Your face is all wrinkly, you wrinkly puss. You've got too much stress in your life. Let me take care of this body thing. And I guess Elsa, even though she's strenuously objecting, decides that 
She and, said, no, no, you don't understand. I look like this. I'm 100 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Enough cracks about the uh, cold cream, and she relented, and we didn't see... I don't think she took that much convincing. We see Russ R- Richard Edgington cutting Salty's head off. In a really gruesome way. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we see him at the American Museum of Morbidity. Question. Yes, Did you an know... Answer. Do you really have an answer? Always. Did you know Salty's name before this episode? I had no idea. Neither did I. <laughs> I knew I knew Pepper was Pepper because I heard people refer to her before. But that makes so. My question is, oh, Elsa just obviously changed his name when she got him from the Wayward Boys Society of Cincinnati. BT Dubs the same place he picked oh. me up at. <laughs> uh, I think she just renamed him to Salty to match Pepper. Pepper's just, not Pepper's name. You don't think so? No, they said her name was something else. God damn it if I don't remember. Huh. Starts with a B. Really? Is that you sure that's not her last name? Uh, but regardless, we know that Elsa Mars doesn't, you know, she she just christens people, whatever. You know, you look like an I'm a Wiggles, you're an I'm a Wiggles. You look <laughs> like you're a salty, you're a salty, and it goes well with Pepper. Uh I didn't think much of Pepper's first performance when we're, you know, getting to uh I, I I'm I'm jumping ahead a little bit. It's fine. It was her first time on stage. She had a little bit of stage fright. I think she did well with the amount of pressure she was under. I guess she just basically spun some pinwheels around and, and spun in place. But if you're a pinhead, maybe that's... That's what you do. You know, it's like a dancing bear. It's not amazing how well the bear dances. What's amazing is that he dances at all. <laughs> uh, so Desiree is reading The Velveteen Rabbit to Pepper, which I guess Pepper wasn't crying enough. she got to cram the fucking Velveteen Rabbit <laughs> down her throat. You, yeah. you, you want to open up your veins, girl, and puke your guts out and cry about it? Let me read The Velveteen Rabbit. <laughs> Uh, Del c- pops in and tries to make Desiree stay for some fucking reason. Wait, De- where's Desiree going? She's going off with uh, Theo Huxtable. Oh, they're leaving? Yeah. Wow, Strongly implied that. in this episode. I guess that's true. Because what's-her-face, Maggie Esmeralda, was begging her to stay. Kind of Jimmy. M- Maggie has turned into Jimmy, but that's that's a tale for another part of the podcast. Yeah. We're talking about Pepper. We're, we're sticking with the bright spots for now. I just don't understand why Del's coming back now. Because I mean, Michael like, Chiklis was guaranteed like eight episodes. An episode and a half ago, they were ready to kill each other. And then she cut or somehow Is cut him down or somehow. she feathered a man in his living room slash dining room <laughs> slash kitchen slash bedroom because it's a trailer. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and he's ready to take her back? You don't do that to a man's living room slash kitchen slash bedroom. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> and you or- certainly don't interrupt his... Uh, I think his 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 hanging. Uh, yeah. I mean, my God, what if it was autoerotic asphyxiation gone wrong? You don't interrupt a man at that. I mean, yeah, you're trying to save his life, but you could be depriving him of the best orgasm of his life. <laughs> you don't know that. That's not you. Who are you to play God? I think she does know that. Okay. Um, this episode's a mess, and so is this podcast. We are talking about Pepper and her origin story. So we find out that she, we kind of already talked about Elsa May's or, or origin story. She got her legs cut off. Yeah. She then well, had to be a chorus girl because she couldn't stand out because Hitler. Uh, she went to America. Uh, I think a... she went to America at some point and she realized that freaks were the wave of the future. And because that she couldn't speak English very well. It's like, it's neither can I. And it's, it's like <laughs> a league of our own freak show style. Yes. Like the freaks were the, 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 Filling the ranks because the able-bodied men and women couldn't be there. All the able-bodied men were fighting the war, and 
some of the half the able-bodied women were riveting battleships <laughs> and the other half were playing in uh baseball leagues to entertain the men and women who weren't there to watch the stuff because it's a war well all the freaks went to the baseball games during the day and all the baseball that's, players there you go went to the, the female baseball night. players watch the freaks the freaks watch that's yeah there you go the circle of life yeah that's what America's founded on, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> Women's softball and freak shows. The damn straight, damn straight. Um, so uh, we found out Pepper was her like her seed freak that she grew her beautiful uh, uh, freak gardener at. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pepper was the first freak, except for Ethel, who also claims to be the first freak. Nah. But yeah, she did say she, that they she were... said that they've been they they've been friends for eleven years. But oh, was it eleven years? I don't know. Maybe it's fifteen. I thought it was like twenty. Something crazy. Could be. Could be. How old's Jimmy? With that Baltimore accent, how could you tell? Like Jimmy was eighteen. He's eight, yeah. I think he's eighteen in this show. Yeah, right? she. He was at least a teenager when she bailed her out of jail. Why do you say that? Because I remember her mentioning it. I don't know. These, these facts she are knew, not in my evidence. No, she was with Dell when Jimmy was born, for sure. She was way post-Dell when she when Elsa picked her up in the jail. Okay. So, headcanon, Jimmy was at least 10 years old. But there's no way she was with her for 20 years, because that puts her back in Germany. And I don't think Ethel... Oh, my head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Try to put these facts together. Damn you, Murphy. Anyway, they're all the first freaks in Elsa's heart. That's the important thing to remember because she loves them all. Um, so Pepper, it turns out, had maternal needs. Did she? But you're not going to let a pinhead breed, which was a quote from the episode. And I was kind of like, oh, well, uh, <laughs> I, I, well, uh, that okay, sure. We'll go with that. And... Uh, Elsa's like, I don't know what to do because you, you can't trust this person with the baby. And you know what happens? The Maharaja of Calcutta came and he had Ma Petite as some kind of slave pet, which, to be honest, is only a s- slight step below a uh, water bottle body warmer. Uh, and-, and you know what? I want to feel bad about it, but just the look on on Jyoti Armage's face. Uh-huh. It's just this pure joy, like even no, scenes she's... where she's not supposed to be smiling, she can't stop but smile. Right, and her guffawing at Elsa's nakedly taking advantage of this Maharaji, it was hilarious. Yeah, and I also it's like I, this is a this is a trope, like you know this guy is too dumb to understand that you can just go down to Piggly Wiggly and buy as many cases of fucking Dr Pepper as you want. Yeah, after you travel the entire like the, United it's States, it's like the Nazis talking to Turks and wanting their help in Indiana Jones, and they're like, "We got all these diamonds and jewels," and like, "I don't give a shit. Give me your, give me your, give me your uh, Rolls Royce, <laughs> and I'll give you my whole goddamn army and half my country." It's like, what? Don't you realize that you can exchange these things <laughs> for other things of value? Maybe that's a slam on Dr. Pepper because the whole deal was he couldn't trade anything for Ma Petite because she was in the untouchable class. And if he did that, it implied that she had any some sort of intrinsic value, which yeah. is offensive to him. Obviously. Dr. Pepper is so shitty that you can just – it's the untouchable soda. Now, I don't, I don't believe that because I'm not soda racist. I'm a big fan of Dr. Pepper. We're so big I'm... fans. But I'm just saying that in his, his twisted mind, perhaps he saw uh, Dr. Pepper as a lower class – an untouchable soda, if you will. An undrinkable soda. That's the most horrifying thing I've seen on the show yet this year. That you trade three cases of Dr. Pepper for her. I don't know. Many things. Wait, three cases, the deal was done, and she became... And then became... she called it ironic, and I didn't understand that. I think she's using the Alanis Morissette 
sense of the word. Okay. Like, here's a man who has everything, and he's bought with Dr. Pepper. Yeah, I was... It was a little too ironic, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, I really do think. I, it's like, I do look, not it's, think that word means what you think it it's means. It's like rain on your wedding day. Oh, you... It's like it's like a black fly in your champagne. Or a free ride when you've already paid. It's exactly like that. Or like 10,000 spoons was a free ride, and the... The Dr. Pepper's the ten thousand spoons, and there you go. The, so right. in an instant, Sold. in the blink of the mind, in the blink of the eye, Elsa Mars became uh, Mother of Pinheads, Breaker of Chains, <laughs> uh, Lesarius Marsgarian, I think is her new name. Oh, really? Uh, but now, so 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 Pepper got a little taste of getting what she wants, and now she's 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 unstoppable. She decided she's going to be a man eater. She's man crazy. She's boy crazy. <laughs> Elsa Mars combed the world. Uh, the Cincinnati Wayward Boys, as we already mentioned, had a spare pinhead. They shipped on out there. It's love at first sight. That is really cute. Archival, fo- like faux archival footage of the wedding. Yeah. And everything's very cute until the consummation started, and then it turned into a horror show. That's awful. And then it was cute again and started opening up the presents. I can't believe you would go there. Uh, well, no, I just really can't believe that they videotaped it. <laughs> I thought it was funny that the bride and groom knew six words between them. What's, I'm wondering what the other four were, because meatloaf is already taken. Is meatloaf one or two words? Uh, I, I, good question. Mm, yeah. Good question. They know stay, meat, and or loaf. Yep. Pepper, good girl. So there's there you go. That's, oh, Jesus, that's their vocabulary. That's, that's six for her. Well, oh, six between them? They only had six words yeah, to share? Salty is dumb as a, a doorpost. He didn't know anything. Yeah, I've never heard him speak. No, uh-uh. They tried to work with him with the flashcards and the brain teasers, but it just nothing took. No. So now she had everything that she wanted in life, and now she's lost everyone she loved. And for some reason, Desiree takes that and says, you know what we need to do? We need to find this girl's sister and get her out of here because now we can probably get away with it. Because we got to start a- this cycle of pain all over again. Right. Go right back to the source right. of where she Rip she her away from. from everything that's familiar. <laughs> place her with another family member that maybe love her, and she'll, she'll, one of them will die. And, you know, Velveteen Rabbit. She, that's why she's got the suicidal plan. Suicidal, dark, depressing plan. She just, got, she just read the Velveteen Rabbit, and she needed to let a little bit of that darkness out. What suicidal plan? What are you referring no, I'm, to? I'm saying, like, sending Pepper to her sister. Oh, yeah. It's not suicidal. It's more of a dark and depressing plan. Yes, it is. Uh, as we just outlined. So <laughs> I, I don't know why Elsa goes along with this. She's like, okay, I guess the plot... I, I just got handed a script that said we're we're veering sharply towards asylum. So <laughs> sounds good, Desiree. Uh, now we go to Maggie, and the episode starts sucking because she's trying out this whole alcoholic thing she's, that she's heard people she's raving the about. The worst alcoholic ever. <laughs> it's just funny <sighs> that they're they're. I mean, they're doing this to show the parallels between her and Jimmy, right? That Jimmy's abusive, mean, rash, drunk, and now she is, and that's going to allow them to, I guess, live happily ever after, which I'm not wanting to see. Uh, I'm pretty sure what they're illustrating there is that they are desperately trying to make their on-screen chemistry work and make a connection between the two of them. And it's just not Because there. she's looking at a picture of him and also drinking wimpily from a, ta- from a flask <laughs> of what... Yeah, the least she could do is try to make it easy on herself and get some peach schnapps or something. There you go. Take a you know what I mean? Don't go straight to the whiskey. <laughs> uh, so she, uh, Desiree and Angus come in. Who Angus is uh, Theo Huxtable. Mm-hmm. And they're here to get their fortunes told. And we also get a little backstory that it's weird. So Angus 
saw her three boobies whipped out in a play and decided he was over being confirmed bachelor. Now, I've always heard that the term confirmed bachelor is a polite way to refer like and i use air quotes polite way like if uh, in in 1950s land to refer to a gay man oh have you like liberace confirmed bachelor because I theo huxtable the... has not heard that <laughs> well here's the thing uh-huh. uh number one i can only find a little bit of a smattering of agreement with me on the internet uh the uh what do they call that the it's it's the urban dictionary uh-huh the herb, I gotta sound like an old man. Yeah. The, the Urban Dictionary said that confirmed <laughs> bachelor that means that, but then a lot of places said that no, that's that's not true. So whatever. I thought it was interesting. Oh, I thought because, you said it was proven as a fact. It's not. Uh, it's it's debatable. It might be what region and and how homophobic you uh, your uh, surroundings were when you grew up. Whether you've heard that phrase used before, but. My my point is, we first met Desiree, and she was servicing a bunch of gay guys to fuck the 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 gay out of them. Yeah, and then they use this potentially loaded term. Are they implying that perhaps Theo is a gay man that's trying to go straight, as it were? And are him and Russell Edgington's fates intertwined? Wild speculation I'm engaging in. Uh, no, and no. Okay. I don't have any proof for that, but I don't see that happening. I thought that maybe. I don't know. See? I only just realized that all the blood that came out of Desiree that one time wasn't because her thing fell off. It was the miscarriage. She had a miscarriage. So she, and the doctor died, so she never got the surgery. So right. I don't know. She That's bold. The... But every time I argue with your outlandish, bold predictions, they're <laughs> usually right. I, so I'm going to walk the line. I am the Murphy one. whisperer is what it is. Well, are you proud of that? <laughs> <laughs> Not particularly so. Anyway, uh, Maggie tries to, you know, summon up her niceness, but she can only keep the non-bitch routine going for like three minutes at a time this episode. And she ends Before up she's like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be a drunk now. Yeah. And a you're, mean old drunk. <laughs> you're going to beat her and you're going to live in a trailer and you're going to cover a man in tar in the middle of your living room slash bathroom <laughs> slash kitchen. And it's all going to be a mess because love is bullshit and tricksy and false. And then Desiree is like, fuck this, we're out of here. And she jumps her shit, and Maggie responds by kind of confessing that they're up to some shady no-good shit, but trying to pawn it off that they're not... Because that's the thing, like, how in the world does Maggie come clean and confess this shit without making her part of this whole scheme laid bare? I have no idea, but Desiree seems like the kind of person who's smart enough to string Maggie up to... And Ooh. not give her a sweet plea deal. So she's going along with it just... No, it's so... I mean, her reaction is so strange because she pulls her aside later and she says, if you, if I find out you had anything to do with the death of all deaths of all these freaks, then I will kill you with my bare hands. Right. Unless you show me that you were... Expl- <laughs> Unless you implicit. show me inconvertible proof of your complicity <laughs> in the deaths of my friends, then... Then we cool. We're Thelma and Louise at that point. Again? I don't know. Yeah, and they've they've gone these two have gone back and forth in this bullshit relationship. I God, I'm over fucking Maggie and Jimmy. Get them out of my TV. I don't know. You know, female coworkers have this really weird sort of chemistry where you gotta work together <laughs> and girls don't really get along that well. Do tell. Jay say. Huh. All right, well, there you go. <laughs> Is that you gotta work together when you gotta work together? Anyway, Desiree says... They're also on the same cycle. <laughs> wasn't born on the farm, but I know some bullshit when I smell it. And Maggie says, go to hell, triple tits. And that's that. She flounces off into her 
tent and Bet and Dot are waiting there, and they want her to go to town and take this money that they've earned to hire a proper lawyer for Jimmy. And Maggie, of course, uh, used the three minutes of non-bitch time walking back to her tent, so she just goes and says, well, you go and do it, and maybe Jimmy give you a big kiss. And then Bet points out reasonably that people don't take too kindly to them on on first on first glance in fact there's a lot of screaming and yelling and 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 shouts about them uh being freaks involved so uh then maggie gets really insulting and says you are a simple-minded idiot and then that really pisses off dot and she says don't call my sister an idiot number one that's my job (laughs) number two you do right by jimmy as tears rim in my eyes and then she pieces out uh I don't understand why they don't just go themselves. Here's the thing. Jimmy is suspected of murdering a hojillion housewives at a Tupperware party, which he, I guess, was that everyone said he was there at the time. It happened, mm-hmm. you know, and he was black. <laughs> Say out. all the witnesses. Yeah. And, and he himself <laughs> later in episode says, well... I was drunk and full of rage and I blacked in and out all day, but I'm pretty sure I didn't kill them women or maybe I didn't. I don't know what kind of lawyer you can get to help you out of this case. Clarence Darrow's son, Donald, is apparently a pricey. You know, after all, his his father was a famous attorney and it's all hereditary. I did not research whether or not he actually had a son, but I'm pretty sure it's a lie. I'm pretty sure. all Yeah. In fact, if Jimmy hadn't recognized Clarence Darrow... As being the guy from the monkey trial being dead by now, I'm pretty sure Russell just would have oh, yeah. rolled with that. Oh, yeah, man. You got that monkey off the hook. Actually, you know what? He might not even have known that Clarence Darrow was dead. I don't even he know if Clarence Darrow was dead at the time. this time. I don't know. I think Jimmy would be When was the that. Scopes monkey trial? The 20s? I don't know. The 10s? He... I don't know. It's somewhere the shit. It's 2014. We're still fighting about this shit in this country. Yeah. Uh... He goes, I have nothing of value. And Russell said, don't worry. I got an idea how to raise the funds. And they just nifty little camera move where the camera just basically flipped upside down from seeing uh, Russell's face. And it flipped over and we had an upside down view of Jimmy's lobster claws. (laughs) Yeah. Which I think they did because we later see them turned up in that almost identical position in the jars. Yeah. So it's kind of like drawing. There's a lot of really cool kind of visual flair that they're they're bringing to this episode. Again, it looked <laughs> like they had fun with it. Yeah. Whoever made this episode, uh, I don't know. I thought it was. I thought this whole entire thing was very well done. We go back to the camp, and Desiree is trying to make pot roast because why not? I'm, I I thought it was. Yeah, it's weird because I don't know why this scene is here. I thought it was interesting texture that Desiree's mom didn't teach her how to cook because obviously she was being raised as a boy. As we found out in her backstory, and why would you teach a girl how to cook, or why would you teach a boy how to cook? Because there's also sexism. A lot of commentary going on. Um, she said she was being raised as a boy. Yeah, and because she had a ding- she had a wingling. But I feel like until the three she, until tits pu- are what you can until see more. puberty hit. That's okay. when. But did she, she say that in this episode? Not this episode. In, okay. in her like origin story when she was kind of pouring her heart out to Ethel, she mentioned ah. that she was brought up as a boy <laughs> so, so consistent it blindsided me yeah i mean that's how that's how powerful the penis is if you have anything that remotely looks oh like a penis from your legs, you are a boy that's it that's it it's fact that's the way here he goes again that's the way that's the way it is power of the penis so anyway uh she's trying to make pot roast and that's really not necessary to plot and that's what maggie says and she <laughs> goes look i need 
I need your help in pinning this on the real villain, on connecting the dots so we can put the real villain away. There's something I need you to see. Uh, Which, again, I don't understand her plan. How this takes Desiree from I will kill you if I find out you've hurt anyone that I care about to... Yeah, it's like she's got this plan to out-Russell Edgington publicly. Because she said, oh, I I need a witness to this or something like that. Instead of maybe telling all the freaks, hey, go to the Museum of Morbidity and see all your friends in jars. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I, it's kind of, or it's like if Jimmy said, if I ever find out you were involved in the murder of my mom, I'll kill you. And then Maggie says, uh, I was involved in it. And here, let me take you to the scene. And here's how we wrap the chain around. And here's where, I mean, it's like that, I, how is their relationship going to go forward? Unless, I like your idea of maybe Desiree's playing the long con. And somehow she's going to make sure that Maggie gets hers, too. I wonder... Yeah, you're right. I don't know, though. Um, I wonder why um, Russell Edgerton didn't take Ethel's head. They buried it, didn't they? They wanted to bury the whole thing. But, yeah, and also, I think we... I was talking to that with somebody online, and they said, well, it's a bearded lady. Like... Oh, I said that to you last time. Or maybe that was you. Yeah, you're the online stranger. <laughs> it's a... I, it's a beard. It's not that special. Yeah, you can like you know you can make that up real real nice and easy. So, but all this stuff is like you know we went down to that museum of the odd in Austin, Texas. Yeah, he's had some shameful shit there. Like it's not a single thing I believed was a real. A monkey stitched to a fish, and it's a you know New Guinea mermaid. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> this is the 21st century, y'all. You can't get away with this. Well, shit. Well, that's how we feel. Well, yeah, that's how we feel with the internet. But I'm sure if you were seeing that when you were that age, or I mean, when you were living in that age. And they had some things are cool, like those shrunken heads, but shit, how do you know if they're shrunken, real shrunken heads? Like, a real shrunken head and something that just looks like a shrunken head is almost, I couldn't tell what's different. Yeah. And also, it's like kind of uncomfortable that like, wow, I'm looking at trophies. <laughs> I'm looking at people that used to be alive. I don't know. It's like, I always get the willies when I see those body exhibits and all that stuff. The yeah. whole Museum of Modern uh, Medical Oddities gives me the willies. Just willies, this... Maybe I guess that's American horror. That's what they're trying to go for. Yep. I think uh, we're starting to figure this out. So anyway, they meet with Pepper's sister, and it is a disaster. There is nothing about this interview that if Elsa, if Elsa May had the purest of intentions of, of pairing Pepper with her, there's nothing, nothing in this interview that says that this is a good idea. No. In fact, it seems like it's a terrible idea, and she's consigning Pepper to a horrible fate, which in fact she is. I don't think she believed her to be harmful, though. I thought she was just a drunk woman and that she didn't have any kids and that Pepper, you know, could just stay out of the way because she was smart enough to do that. But that what that's no life compared to what she does. at the Like, I get she's sad now, but she gets to sing and laugh and all people clap at her. And although else the real thing is Elsa's getting rid of the freak show. So all this is going to go away anyway right i mean her whole plan is i'm going to yeah i I mean maybe that's what it was is that i'm again i'm assigning way too much confidence to elsa but maybe she knew that she was going to be leaving or believe strongly that she's going to be leaving for television she wanted to put her in a safe place wasn't there some talk between her and desiree about i I thought that there was maybe that she was going to transfer to freak show to desiree is it that? No, that can't be because Desiree's leaving. No, it was Desiree's idea to, to take out Pepper. Yeah. Pepper. Yeah. And Elsa's so good at that to just take other people's suggestions as well. Right. They said it. 
But again, the part, first part of the episode led me to believe that this was something that she was doing out of some altruistic desire to do what's best for Pepper, and it was causing her personal grief. And she does seem like, like when they said goodbye, that was a real moment. Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't know that the show earned it, and I think it's stupid that we're, I mean, this scene is phenomenally stupid that she would leave her with this woman, but it's also very sad. The whole, you know, Pepper saying, stay, stay, and she giving her the kiss to keep, and yeah. the way that Pepper played that. I forget the actress that plays the pinhead. Naomi but she's Grossman. Really, she's, wow, you remember that. Yeah. Uh, she's she's really effective in this whole episode. Agreed. Which she's... is not easy to emote through all that bullshit that they got on her. Yeah. And no, with having no dialogue and just, just bring so much... Brought her a game, and uh, it's sad that that's probably all that this actress will do. Yeah, well, you know, she probably when she was she's saying the same thing to herself when she was shooting Asylum, and look at her now, <laughs> going back Ryan, to Asylum. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Murphy's going to keep her busy when when we find out what happened to her during the alien abduction for years to come. Yep. Uh, she's going to come back. It's it's not going to be everyone thinks it's going to be Edward Mordrake. No, mm-hmm. it's going to be her coming back, uh, Mars Attack style. To take her vengeance on Elsa May. And Elsa May's body is going to be, or head's going to be on a dog body before everything's said and done. So Love that's it. what I think about that scene. <laughs> Wasn't crazy about how we got there, but I got to say it really kicked off a glorious and dark end to the episode. So, yeah. so we're there at the Muse- American Museum of Morbidity and Maggie's droning on about how much they got. They got. Don't forget that this is not something that she's doing for free. Russell Edgington is paying her to assist with this. 3000 for Ma Petit's body. How much that's, is that that's in today's 20, money? $27,000 worth of silver pieces that he got for destroying all that's innocent in the world. Oh. Seemed pretty low. That does seem pretty low, but, but he is pretty desperate. And also, I don't... I don't know, $27,000. That's a lot of money for a museum to pay for a freak in formaldehyde. It's an entire body, though. That's true. That's true. It's a tiny body, but an entire one. And also, she's the world. They 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 talked about her being the world's smallest person, and they used her real name. You would think it'd be very easy to find out that they did use her real name, didn't they? Yeah, it seemed that that'd be really easy to track down her last known location where she was thought to be torn to wolves by coyotes. Wait, <laughs> whoa, those coyotes are badass. They're tearing, <laughs> tearing, tearing, <people> the, wolves. <laughs> tearing the wolves. <laughs> They're tearing her to shred. She's being torn to shreds by coyotes. <laughs> torn to wolves. Oh, uh, just tearing her into little wolf pieces. That's what happened. That's what happened to Liam Neeson's at the end of the gray. He got torn to wolves. He did not get torn up by wolves. He no, got he torn to wolves. Torn to wolves. Yeah, I did. Um. So and he's and some say he's still up there hunting, howling with his Scottish accent. Um. That's not true. I just saw him in Tooken Three. And he wasn't a wolf? No, uh, maybe he was a wolf. How would you know? I don't. So anyway, twenty seven thousand for her for Ma Petite's body. And then we see maybe the pinhead, I don't know. And then we see Jimmy's hands and Maggie passes out. What do you mean you don't know? That was definitely the pin's head. No, I'm saying I don't know whether we saw it in this scene. It seemed to me oh, like Oh yes, it went... we did. We okay. saw the, the Ma Petite yeah. pinhead. Uh, we were following the tour guide. Then the big reveal for the lobster boy hands. So she passed out. I have a question. Knowing what we know about what Murphy's done to us thus far in the season, is it possible that she had like a waking nightmare from guilt or something and that she that's actually not something real and we're going to come back and she's going to come to and and Jimmy still has his hands? Because 
there's still three episodes to go. Jimmy getting his hands cut off. No, I think it's fair. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't get don't get me wrong. I'm I don't care about Jimmy whatsoever. No, I think it's uh well within reason to have something very bad happen to Jimmy but not lose his life. So he still gets to be a character, right? Sure. And uh I don't know. I didn't think that was more shocking than seeing the bodies of your friends in jars, though. She is passed it... out from seeing his hands. Is that because she assumed the rest of him was dead? And she didn't get really give a shit about all the others? I don't know. what. There's all kinds of disgusting parallels. <laughs> I, what I'm also wondering is if Maggie can love Jimmy without his double-barreled lady pleasers. Oh, my God. He's going to have to have sex with his penis now? I don't... How does that even work? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Although it's arguable, if he's got his hands cut off, he's got now two very large just phalluses, straight right. up phalluses. You're right. So maybe he can do something with that. Because <laughs> God, I would hate to see him reduced to using his penis. Yeah, I mean, how humiliating for a man. <laughs> we go to Massachusetts in 1962. So this is, if you're keeping track at home, roughly ten years from when Elsa Mars left uh, Dot with her sister. Noted. We see, what did you say her name was? Uh, Sister Eunice? Yeah, Sister Mary Eunice. Sister Mary Eunice. Mary Eunice. Maroonis. Um, she, Sister Maroon 5, I think her name is. There you go. And she is collecting the history of the new patient, who is mm-hmm. uh, Pepper. And her uh, sister tells a pack of lies. Can I just say how much I enjoyed this woman in this role? Yes, you may. <laughs> she plays a really good, um, privileged Who white middle-aged chunk woman. That's not the like. That's not like Marty Marty McFly's mom from Back to the Future, is it? Uh, I don't think so. I've seen her in something else. I don't remember. Yeah, Back to the Future one, two, and three. Pretty sure she just plays that. You know, one of that guys. She kills Those people you recognize. But yeah, you yeah. She's a nature. she's a female character actor. I gotcha. I gotcha. Who also played Marty McFly's mom. Don't try to make me sound like a dumbass. <laughs> I can do that perfectly well on my own. Thank you. Man, you had me beat on that comeback by a half second. So well done. Yeah, see who's the dumbass now. <laughs> so she's saying that her... So let's try to see what's true and what's false. Uh, she had the baby when she's nearly 50. That seems true based on what she said in the interview and, and what she says now. She said that the baby was deformed. But was she real? was the baby really deformed? I don't know. They never showed the baby. I mean, her ma- her ma- her and her husband are looking into the crib, and they have to look at the stain on their face. But now that I've seen the episode, and I see just in general disdain they have for people's lives, that that just could be like, oh god, we got this to fucking deal with now. I feel in the in Murder House, there was a story about a mother and father who kept their like deformed baby in the basement. Yeah. But I don't think this is the same story. Hmm. I, I, in my mind, the baby's perfect. So what? Her... Dead? You freak! <laughs> <laughs> um, don't get me started on dead baby jokes because I could keep this thing going for thirty minutes. Is there? I mean, is there a reason they didn't show a deformed baby? Were I they just... trying to spare on effects, or were they trying to spare our feelings by not getting too attached to the cuteness of a baby to know that it dies so gruesomely later? That's a strong possibility because it was ups- it was an upsetting scene. But it's American horror story. I mean, if you sure. can't do it here, where can Not you? even HBO can kill a baby on screen. AMC stubbornly refuses to kill babies. They're damn straight. Damn straight. <laughs> what do you Little... mean HBO doesn't? Well, I the only th- th- the only scene I can think of is when 
some spoiler was going on in Game of Thrones and some spoiler was trying to kill all the spoilers and spoiler. <laughs> and there, there, some soldiers had to round up and kill babies. They, oh. The closest they got was showing like a shadow of the act happening. So even fucking HBO can't show on screen the death of a baby. I mean, that just takes... So I could see FX trying to be classy. And like, let's just not show the baby. Let's only show the hints of drops of blood in the water, which makes a dandy connection too. And, you know, we'll, 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 we'll go with that way. But this is disturbing because you got this parallel account of her talking, her, her basically lay, laying a verbal noose around Pepper's neck. And you see what's really happening. And you see what's really happening. It's terrible how, like, Pepper's a slave, this alcoholic woman who's a terrible mother. And her and her husband conspire to kill the baby because her and Pep, the baby and Pepper are inconvenient to their lives of being disgusting people. I got another question for you. How much of this do you think – I mean – I get it. She blatantly conspired to have her own baby and sister committed and killed. Um, how much of this do you think this woman really believes? Like, do you? She said that Pepper was sneaking gin. That was for only the guests. No, that's like, and then and they clearly said, showed that she was Pepper was being sent right, to get I mean, the gin. Yeah, they showed that. On, but this woman was also super drunk. So you know, did she think that maybe? Did she build a case against Pepper in her mind because well, she didn't want to like her? There was a touch of truth there because she said that Pepper was always conspiring to get my husband alone. But then she accused that of her husband. Like Exactly. Do you think her husband was trying to dick down Pepper? Or do you think this Absolutely woman's just insane? Not. I think this guy is just... I believe this This guy's that big of a shitbag that he would do something like that. Oh, but yeah. I think it's mostly her being delusional. Yeah, I definitely don't think it happened. Um and what was the other thing? I mean, Cause the I said, murder of your child, obviously. But yeah, I mean, do you think she just put together these building blocks in her head and was like, "Yeah, Pepper deserves to be sent away because she's not right." Ah, uh, no, I think she just was taught. She this just again. She lies. wanted to go out dancing and, and living her disgusting life, and uh, this was the expedient way to get that. But it's disturbing because uh, her husband goes in there, cuts off the baby's ears, and drowns it. We see from Pepper's perspective, she rushes to the to the hood to the tub and we see the cameras like in the bottom of the tub looking up through the yeah, cloud of blood and she's just losing her shit super super artistic yeah again very very well made this episode i don't see how he killed that baby with just no emotion yeah like how have you not been killing small animals like, like sooner? I, yeah like i get you're a drunk who wants your carefree drunk mom lifestyle yeah and i could see but, you pulling a carry and holding the baby under the bath water too long but to go out there, <laughs> homeland to, style, yeah, to go in there and cut the baby's ears off and then drown it, and for you to be comfortable living with that man, knowing that he did that, like maybe this seems like a good idea at the time, but Jesus, these people are awful. Yeah, of course just... this this show is American Horror. It's, it's full of those type of people. <laughs> yeah, it is. I just I don't know. nice touch for her to go like when they were uh, dragging uh, Pepper out the door. I think it was the cops, or maybe it was the the Funny Farm guys. Like her lunging at you killed oh, my baby and, and Pepper just dead eyes shooting daggers at her. I hope she comes back for her. Hmm. Maybe uh, to finish her off. Maybe more Drake comes and settles all family business in the final episode. It's going to be like this Latin end of the Godfather. <laughs> okay. Um. I'm not going to argue with you because then you're going to be right. <laughs> 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 but I want to so bad. I like how I've 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 totally got you cowed via Murphy. Like there's no crazy plan that I could concoct that you wouldn't put past him. It's a great place to be with the show. 
So Be- Peppers reduced to beating her head against the wall and getting shoot at by Sister Eunice for how morally depraved she is and how much baby she's murdered. Uh, but then, like, Sister Eunice seems a little woohoo too, because uh, Pepper says baby, and was it Lewis? Lucas. Lucas. Like the and shitty Sister character Eunice... in Smash Brothers. <laughs> Sister Eunice sees redemption in her eyes and sets her to the task of organizing a library, which somehow, I don't know, this... Again, it felt like that we're just we're just we're just going to ride over this this gravel road with potholes and chuck holes and yeah, within, a bridge out to get to the asylum on the other side. Within an hour of meeting this woman, who's made her, you know, throw up from her deeds, has already forgiven her and seen real remorse, and is ready to bump her up into kitchen duty. But I mean, I I feel like that this would I've mean seen a lot Orange more. Orange is the new black. That's a huge privilege. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. <laughs> I think I, I feel like that this would probably mean a lot more if you've seen uh, Asylum, right? Like if you understood the character of Mary Eunice. Yeah. Does this make sense in context to her story or Pepper's story? Is this where Pepper's story ends? Because I have a lot of questions that I wonder if they'll be answered. Because one of the things as she's organizing the library, uh, we see that there is a an article, I think it was in Life magazine, that says TV's Elsa Mars still owns Friday Night from 1958, which is four years earlier. Mm-hmm. Does that mean Russell Edgington got her a TV gig? Something happened. Yeah, and Russell ha- Edgington definitely didn't get strung up by the freaks. Or... Elsa Mars did it on her own hor- horsepower? Or some other real talent scout shows up? I don't know. Literally... Anything could happen. <laughs> mm, mm. Okay. Do you have anything else to say about this episode? No. I think it was a very, very nice homage to Pepper. Homage to Pepper. Homage to Pepper homage. I love Pepper homage. <laughs> I don't mm, understand. Put a little syrup on it. I don't Tastes understand good. why we needed a whole episode of her. I don't understand and why it, now. Our, and I feel like that we're done. Like we're... We can't still we can't be living in an asylum world because we've got three episodes left when we come back from the break and there's a lot of shit that has to be done. No, they shuffled so, her off so that they can make room. I mean, they got rid of two more freaks so that way Candy Striper and um, Paul the Seal sure could be in more episodes because you know they could only have like six to eight on screen sure. at a time. Yeah, I would like. I don't know. I feel like is this a bridge that Murphy's half building to another season, and then he's kind of he's planning on coming back a season five to make another connection to maybe you know Murder House, and then this you know, per, perhaps season six, if it's not canceled by then, will tie everything together. Because else, I just don't. I mean, he made a point of like saying all these things are connected now. I guess this is not a spoiler since we're starting to see it happen. Right. So. We're seeing this mechanically start to take place, but I still don't understand why and to what end this is this is all going for. I don't know. Maybe he just wants. Maybe that's his idea of a clean ending. It seems like a bad idea when you have an anthology that's all these characters playing separate parts to then weave the anthologies together. I agree. It's nice that you have all the colors there, Uh but when you mix them all together, it just turns like to brown. Yeah, like a poop poop brown. Yeah, yeah. They look nice next to each other, like in a rainbow. (laughs) You like rainbows, don't you, Ryan? So let us get. uh, Let's do some uh, pimpins and paying the bills, and we'll get in the feedback. Uh, I'm going to keep this short and sweet because, you know, hell, I've said it 10 times already. If you'd like to support us, there's a couple ways to do that. Patreon.com or subbable.com, both slash bald move. Uh, you can go there. By the way, if you go to support.baldmove.com, it outlines and there's links to all these things if you can't remember it. 
But Patreon's where you want to go to get access, ad-free feeds, uh, lunch with Jim and Aaron's, a con- bunch of cool par- perks. Ooh. Subbable's where you want to go and get stuff, like commission podcasts. Oh, I love stuff. Uh, phone calls with Jim and Aaron. We actually have a really cool plan to do like a crowdsource commission podcast that uh, I've outlined in the forums. For the Princess Bride? Uh, that's probably going to be the first one we do, I imagine. It'll be a landslide popularity, but we're going to be using Subbable that way. Um, and then you also, there's you know Amazon.Bald.Move.com. Christmas shopping. If you wait till, if, if you wait till Jan- or December 23rd, if you wait till January 23rd, it's too late for Christmas. <laughs> If you wait till, but uh, just in time for my birthday, so get on there for that. (laughs) If you wait till December twenty third, it's probably too late. But right now, all this weekend, December twenty second, that's the last day they're doing two day prime shipping. There you go, there you go. So So, Monday, all through this weekend, all through this weekend. If you if if you're like I was last year and you put all shit off the last minute, Amazon can be your savior. And if you use Amazon.BaldMove.com instead of the primary link, Amazon.com. You can be our savior. <laughs> you can be our savior, and you can kick us a little bit of that sweet, sweet Amazon cash. You can cash. be our own personal Jesus. <laughs> uh, and also rate and review us on iTunes if you don't want to do any of that shite. Uh, we'd appreciate the reviews and the ratings because that's what helps our show to grow. Oh. That and your love. Help us be showers, not growers. <laughs> and um, also, thanks for everyone who supported us, and Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year, and, and all that happy stuff. Happy holidays if you don't celebrate Christmas. Yeah, because this is the last one. This is our last pre-Christmas show. So, jingle bells. We need some 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 soft jingling in the background. <laughs> I know. I don't have anything. Let's I get the feedback. Jingle my eyes. There you go. <laughs> <Jingle>. <laughs> I've heard people say that that's like the most annoying thing in the world when they hear our glasses clink. Oh, really? We actually bought these mute switches just so they wouldn't have to hear that. We oh, all have man. personal mute switches. I would have brought a straw if I'd known that. <laughs> it's apparently like just one notch uh, over hearing someone clipping their fingernails. People say that? I've cubicles. never read that. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And I read all of your emails. So that's creepy. Your tiny emails. <laughs> All right, Dandy. Uh, Eileen's first email. She says, You mentioned the clip of the movie Freaks and 100 Scariest Moments Countdown on AMC a couple of times. Before I started watching The Walking Dead, I actively avoided AMC during October because the constant Michael Myers promos freaked me out. Uh, however, I do know that Bravo had a top 100 list like you're talking about. Why I couldn't even flip past AMC for fear of seeing Michael Myers, and yet I constantly watch this countdown, which also freaked me out. I couldn't tell you, but is this what you're thinking of? And she kindly can uh, gave me a YouTube link that has all the series, all 100 of the countdown, and it is on Bravo. And cool. I'm starting to think that I fucked up and it wasn't on AMC. It was actually on Bravo. Oh, I think you built up a line inside of your head because you didn't want people to know that you watch The Real Housewives every episode. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because she continues, Again, I couldn't say if AMC stopped showing their countdowns because of The Walking Dead, but I think it's safe to say Bravo stopped showing theirs because how else would they have room for all the Real Housewives renditions? <laughs> so you guys are on the same wavelength. Clutch. Um, but no, it's cool. And you can actually find it on YouTube if you search for Bravo's. Um, are you going to link it in the show notes? I guess I can. Okay. Yeah, I'll link to those chapters because I wouldn't mind watching it again. I love that. Yeah. And it also tells me what's the stuff that I need to see and what's the stuff that I can never see. <laughs> so uh, Frack and T, Mr. Toaster, says, outstanding show this week. He's talking about last week's, which we weren't super high on. It's the kind of thing where I know it's bad, but it's all so good. A lot of people are going to be talking about the dandy, and his stuff was great. I think he's become a great AHS villain, and I hardly miss Twisty at all. I'm laying 40% odds on a reveal that he is somehow related to Season two's Bloody Face. Mm-hmm. Opinion? I don't know enough about Bloody Face. 
But I will educate myself <laughs> before we come back. Okay. Prime. But I've heard, I've, heard a, I've heard a couple people say that, and I think that's a strong theory. Aaron, Army, I'm sorry, Aaron, your thoughts? Um, I don't have any because I haven't seen that episode, that season. He says, the real stars of this show tonight are the Tatler sisters. Sarah Paulson just amazes me in her ability to create two separate characters, but also really sell the connection they share. The real stars of the show tonight were the Tatler sisters. Sarah Paulson just amazes me in her ability to create two separate characters, but also really set a connection share. I think we've talked enough about Sarah Paulson. We can kind of skip through that part of the email. Yeah. Because it is. She's amazing. Um, I then And then I think Russell Edgington got his huge slung out and waved it at Dell, but I may have just imagined that. Dell is basically dead to me. I don't find this stuff interesting. I'd rather have seen more of Lizard Girl and Paul. Yeah. And then we have the twins again, Bet saying that she would close her eyes and go away, but then when they started kissing, that wasn't what she's doing. It was hot. Jimmy's a goddamn fool. Um, well, that's that's uh, an amazing amount of oversharing that you did there, uh, Mr. T. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, yeah, Dell Dell's dead to me too. Like the whole Jimmy clan, all of Jimmy's genetics uh, this needs to get off the screen. And Maggie too. Because yeah. she's probably got some of his genetic, her, his genetic material in her at this point. Yeah, just done with a whole lot of them. He puts in a postscript. Last time I cursed Aaron for giving me the Russell Edgington earworm, and Cecily called me out for not blaming her, too. <laughs> Sorry about that. You are just as much to blame for me having no idea what the car- actual character's name is. <laughs> and I don't think he watched True Blood with us. I don't think he did. I mean, I assume that's why he blamed you for putting that earbug in him. Well, it's like, I doubt... if he'd watched True Blood, he would already know. Uh, you know, it's funny, because I, yeah, I imagine there's a good amount of people that are watch, that listen to this that didn't listen to True Blood podcast, and no one has ever complained about her using Russell Edgington. No, they haven't. It's kind of like in season four of Breaking Bad, when I called uh, Tyrus Tuvok... Like, even people that didn't see Star Trek Voyager thought that was funny. <laughs> and I, you know, then I learned his... It's, it's always... I don't want to learn Russell Edgington's real name. It's Richard something. No, it's not. Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I just want to keep it. I just want to keep believing that. Okay. Karen A. said, Dandy believes in the power of a person being absorbed when he bathes in their blood. This is definitely on the lines of Madame Lalury. Lalury from La-Lurie. Coven. Yeah. Coven. 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 What nothing, is it? Nothing beats a coven like a loving in the oven. It's coven. Isn't that what you used to say? No, it's coven. I it is coven. coven. So I came up with a mnemonic device for the right way to say it. <laughs> yeah, you refuse to use it. <laughs> that's perfect. Again, again, that's so perfect. Um, uh, <laughs> this Madame LaLaurie from Coven who thought it was useful. That's the Angel of Bassett character. I'm, I'm probably. No, Madame LaLaurie was. LaLaurie? Yeah, that was Kathy oh, Bates. Oh, you're character. right. Yeah. She's the one who murdered or tortured, murdered. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, could this be another way they're going to bring the characters or seasons together? Could be. What What was the way? I'm sorry. I was so busy correcting you. That Madame LaLaurie, uh, her uh, uh, believing in the power of blood and Danny's believing in the power of blood, they're going to have some kind of connection. Interesting. Because she's also some sort of Southern aristocracy, right? Yeah. So I could totally see them being distant relations. I don't know. And Madame LaLaurie is still alive. She's down there in the ground. So, like, they could have an explicit tie-in if they wanted to. Yeah, she did have a couple, a bunch of daughters. Mm. They only killed a couple of them. Right. They came back as a zombie war in the Halloween episode. Like, kind of yeah. crazy. Or maybe she should kill all of them. All I of think... them were killed. Yes. As revenge. Yes. Or was it some super spell? So, if all her kids were killed, then I don't see how it's possible. But it's American horror. Again, this woman is a lot. Right. She's buried in a box right now. It, it, in 1952, 
in Jupiter, Florida, over there in Louisiana, she's rotting away in some box. She's buried alive. So they could literally go there, grab her out of the ground, and make have, baby with her? have Dandy make a human pup right out of her Ew. or something. Ah. I mean, they, she'd have to eventually get back into the box. Are you sure you're not related to Dandy in some <laughs> way? Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, do you have any thoughts on how they could be related? No. All right, moving on to George S. said, the best part of this episode, hands down, Sarah Paulson's complete bare and raw emotions playing out on the screen. The lines, the Tatler sisters will not be defeated, and I want to give my life to you, sister, were exceptionally well delivered. So, so is the line, two mouths, one love. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. We're going to skip some Sarah Paulson love. No. and Okay, fine. I'll read it all. The fact that this woman at most times is talking to herself and yet can be so believable shouldn't go unnoticed. When the sisters aren't on screen, those episodes seem to lack star power. Get half the stars. <laughs> Dot's honesty and desperation for Jimmy were heartbreaking. Uh, she seemed to tear up in happiness at the thought of finally getting her wish and to see her advances go fruitless. Jimmy needs to go to rehab. Did you notice he pushed Paul, who had been stabbed not too long ago, to the ground when confronting Dandy? What the fuck, lobster boy? BT dubs, I'm happy they didn't go full Norman Bates with Dandy seeing visions of Mrs. Mott. Horror directors go that to that well way too many times, and I'm excited, though a bit confused, by Dandy's new self-imposed immunity. Even with his killing ways, he seems to only want to entertain someone or have an audience for his bratty tirades. Mom, Regina, the little boy who disappeared, and the kids twisty kidnapped. And with most of the people who can stand him gone, I see Dandy being left all alone somehow and not ending up in more Drake's community of freaks. What do you guys think? What do we think? I agree. I don't think he's pure anymore. Really? He's not the pure freak? No. What would you call him I we're going to see then? those kids again. I like those kids. What kids? The kids that Twisty kidnapped. Oh, the picnic girl? Them kids. The, pi- <laughs> the picnic girl and the picnic too old, to, and too old and... to be trick-or-treating and yeah. other boy? Uh, Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still I'm still rooting for the more Drake Godfather ending. Okay. Uh, Nick S. sent us a really funny image macro that was entitled Heredity, where they showed a picture of Michael Chiklis as the thing, rocking his giant orange fingers, and then Jimmy <laughs> standing there with his giant yeah, that uh, was really funny. lobster fingers and says, Goddamn Heredity. So thank you for sending that to us. Jennifer F. says, So Lizard's girl is hair is going to grow back, right? Does a tattoo keep you from growing hair? What's the point of that? Just some additional humiliation from her father? I do not know much about tattoos. <laughs> I figure you know more about me. Do tattoos inhibit hair growth? No. So that was just an extra bit of humiliation. Do you think that they use like some kind of electrolysis on her so that that hair will not grow grow back? No, it's only been like a week since it happened. You do so have there would to be some kind of fuzz, and... right? Yeah, you do. Well, I don't... yeah. You wouldn't be able to see it from the camera, I assume, but... That's a dramatic you, license. You do have to shave your hair in order to get tattooed. Huh. Obviously. I didn't know none of that. Yeah. Um, well, your head hair, not your body hair, right? Did yeah. they shave your butt? Seriously? Yeah, absolutely. Huh. You could just tattoo over hair. Well, I mean, what if your hair... What Like, so... What if your skin's already smooth? Like a baby? Like my back was? <laughs> yeah. Uh, then, no, you don't have to shave already smooth skin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought maybe, like... How small a hair are we talking about? Like little baby blonde no, hairs I mean, that everybody has? I mean, all has? of us are just covered in this really fine hair. I know. And so they just shave that peach fuzz. No. Okay. It's only visible body hair. Yeah. Something or head that hair. would just affect the application. Yeah. All right. 
So it doesn't hit a hair growth. That's the that's the key. Yeah, that's what I said. All right, we should move on. Um, George S says, "Not much to say. Just want some death predictions from you two. And if you have time, I'm interested in knowing what you guys think are the top three baddies on this show. Keep up the good work and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, George. And happy holidays. Uh, death predictions. I kind of want to. I feel like everyone is going to die except for Paul and Lizard Girl. That's my prediction." Uh, Esmeralda slash Maggie dead. Russell Edgington dead. I don't want Paul and Lizard Girl to die at all. Okay. But that doesn't mean they won't. So, going by Ryan Murphy standards, Mm -hmm. I think that uh, Jimmy and Maggie will come out alive at the end. Um, Elsa is... I mean, I thought for sure that she would die by the end of the season, but it seems like she becomes a TV star. So, uh, that's not going to work out. Mm, You're right. She can't die. I think... Desiree's happy ending's not going to work out, but I don't see her dying. Okay, you're right. Desiree, I don't want to see De- Desiree or Theo dying either. Dell's dead. Jimmy's dead. Maggie's dead. Amazon Eve's going to live, right? What can kill Amazon Eve? I don't know. That's what not we a, said about Ma Petit. Not a uh, That's true. But Ma Petit is helpless. Amazon Eve's the baddest ass in this this whole Carney show. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing an end where she's running the show now. That'd be kind of cool. It's Amazon Eve's. That'd be cool. C- Circus of Freaks. Yeah. And there, she's running a kinder, gentler, pro-freak. She certainly earned it. There you go. So there's my predictions. Top three baddies on the show. I haven't seen a lot. I want to say Papa... Was it Papa Roche from last year? Papa Roach? Yeah. No, like the, the voodoo god, dark voodoo god of last season. Oh, yeah. He was a creepy motherfucker, and he was pretty badass. Oh, we're doing top three baddies Top three baddies. Ever? Yeah, and my, my history is two seasons, so I'm going to be heavy <laughs> on that. I also really liked uh, Twisty. And that's about it, because I didn't think the axe murder was that scary. I never thought that he was... No, he wasn't. That he was that this ghost was going to fucking beat the, the witches? Hell no. And the dandy is very creepy, but I'm still, I, I need to see his full body of work before I, I give him the top gun. Before I before I give him a top baddie award, what's your what's your thoughts? Um, number one baddie is uh, the Blue Man Group who videotape snuff films. Okay, are you talking about from this season? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, they're pretty bad. Adolf Hitler. He was mentioned in this episode. Arguably pretty, top pretty baddie. Pretty bad guy. Yeah, pretty bad guy. Um. Pepper's sister. <laughs> Pepper's just pretty bad. Um, Jimmy, the lobster boy. Jim. Terrible. T- horrible guy. Alcohol is a pretty bad guy. <laughs> Gin, whiskey, peach schnapps. Yeah. No good. I don't know. I can't answer this question seriously. Cancer. 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 Car accidents. <laughs> and, cancer, and car accidents caused by cancer-fueled suicide slash murder. Greed. <laughs> <laughs> the human condition. Jealousy. <laughs> All those things are, are the, 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 the worst worst parts of these shows. Passionate love affairs. <laughs> <laughs> Tupperware parties. <laughs> They're the worst. They're the worst. Aliens. <laughs> so yeah. we've, we've actually got a little bit of spoilers. So we're going to play some music and wish you guys a, a, a happy holidays. And we'll see you back in two weeks. If you're man and woman enough to come back to our freak show tent in the spoiler section. It's not big. 
It's a couple of episode titles and an episode description. <laughs> it's an average size. It's, it's a good. It's it's a good size. People have said that they're very happy with the size of our spoiler section. <laughs> it's a nice size. <laughs> it's a nice size. Uh, so join us there if you want to. If not, we'll see you uh, in uh, next year. <gasps> you made the joke. I did. I made the joke, and I may run. And I'm Cecily. Bye bye. All right, we're back in the spoiler section. This came from an email that didn't have a name attached, but I'm going to call them my receipts because that was the first part of their email. <laughs> and ma ma receipts. And <laughs> charging ma receipts. So he, he they included he or she included a list of upcoming episode titles and a few available descriptions per the episodes app. For the record, I kind of hope Elsa ends up as a, as a, I like this, as a puppet in Dandy's playroom and is forever immortalized on the stage. That would be pretty cool, Ultimate Fate. Don't know how to square it with the top Life magazine, <laughs> but I like where you're going there, Ma, ma Receipts. Uh, <laughs> this would be fitting into her story, though I doubt this will happen since this show is so off the wall. There's almost no way to make accurate predictions. Well, Mr. or Mrs. Receipts. Let's, let's see what the uh, actual episode titles are. So, the uh, episodes coming up are called Magical Thinking, Episode 11, Showstoppers, Episode 12, and Curtain Call, Episode 13. And the description for Magical Thinking reads thusly. And we saw the trailer for it. Yeah, we talked about the trailer, too. Elsa prepares for her move to Hollywood. The twins grow enamored with a traveling salesman. NPH. Del plots Jimmy's escape from police custody. Ugh! Del plots it? Oh, Del and Jimmy. That means they're going to be in this... Cahoots, I think is what it's They're going to be in the show at all next episode. And together. So there's like, you know, you, at least Desiree was on screen every time Maggie was. Yeah, Desiree. That's a spoonful of sugar I need. Uh, Maggie joins the Women's Justice League and they all plot to break Jimmy out of prison. Now that I can get behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love how... So this astounding. one poor girl gets maimed by her father and you know we have to take rational rash courses and do we got to you know be careful and you know, do all this or your mother dies and you can't turn to the bottle her boyfriend gets thrown in jail and she just fucking becomes an alcoholic yeah i don't know anyway yeah. magical thinking so we know the twins growing amoring with the traveling salesman that's neil patrick harris oh. he is playing a magician who has a creepy ass puppet, uh, Annabelle yeah. style, and that one girl whose name I don't know. What girl? The girl who's in the first couple of seasons. Well, she was in Murder House and Kevin. I know this for sure. Is she playing the puppet? That's what it looked like. It looked like she and the puppet looked exactly the same. Huh? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But they were both there on the screen. The 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 Lily dun- Tomlin. No, <laughs> the dummy and the girls with Down syndrome. Oh, oh, that girl. Yeah, she was in Coven last Coven, Coven. last year too. Yeah, she was. I don't know what her name is either, but okay. Yeah. Um, so maybe like the doll comes to life because I saw I noticed they were wearing the same outfit and she had like the makeup on. That would be creepy. It would be creepy, but how cool. Yeah, and that's a you know I feel like Murphy draws a lot from contemporary horror, and him uh, taking influence from the Annabelle stuff would would make sense. Yeah. 
So, okay, I like that. Uh, I heard Neil Patrick Harris' husband was going to be on this, but I did not. Really? Yeah, I did not see him in any of the preview material. That could just have been a rumor. I have to find out who his husband is. They also imply at the end that him and the dandy get together, which I think would be. Imply? Oh, because the dandy respects his work. And he's like, what a freak at the end or whatever. What a sicko or psycho. (laughs) I think that that would be hugely entertaining. The dandy plus a deranged Neil Patrick Harris. The dandy plugs the deranged Neil Patrick (laughs) Harris? That's one way to Stop it. I can only get so erect. (laughs) (laughs) We, We... I'm getting lightheaded. No, I, I, I think that, that, that them them as a superstar Wonder Twin Power team up would be awesome. Uh, the murdering dynamic Dudo. Mm-hmm. Dudo. Mm-hmm. Dudo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> so does that mean Bet and Dot are just doomed to have no happiness? Uh, because if they're yes. setting their sight on him, well, you that's know a bad what? Deal. The two creepiest images that I noticed in the in the title sequence. Is whenever the twins like loving on itself. Oh yeah! Like when the heads are making out with each other and like rubbing each other. Or, or when the conjoined twins, so conjoined head twins, yeah, skeletons like are, each other, are 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 gyrating. Hump- yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's so creepy. Yeah. So I, I mean, they did throw some other imagery because they showed the flashback from the dream sequence of Bet. I think dying with Dot's head attached to her mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. And the way when they kind of turned together face to face, it was reminiscent of them kind of making out with each other. That would be really fucked up. Yeah, it would. You think they're going to love each other? Like literally? I mean, how far could that go? They already share a vagina. So it's like, (laughs) how wrong is that? (laughs) So they could be singing the song. When I think about you, I touch myself. You know, you and it's know. just, it's like, that's, that's their, their circles complete there. Well, do you remember in the opening or in the first episode, um, what's her name? Bet, Bet was saying that she liked to pleasure herself and that Dot would just, would go to a different place in her head. Uh-huh. What if she didn't go to a different she, place? She went to as different a place as Bet did when Dot was kissing on Jimmy. Boom. There you go. Yeah. It's already happened. Wow. We did good work in this episode. We plumbed a lot of uh, darker depths. Like I thought Baby Murder was the lowest the show could go, but we've, we went, we've, we went farther. We've dug a few more feet for you, Murphy. Come on down. Come on down. Uh, it's always a nice, cool 52 degrees year-round when you're this far underground. Uh, that's it. That's all we got for spoilers. You got anything else to say? No. All right, then. Uh, we will see you in two weeks. Thank you for listening once again. I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Bye-bye.